1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Hey, it's Katie Neal. Welcome back to the Katie and Company Podcast. This week on the show, I got to sit down with the one and only Dirks Bentley, which is always a pleasure. Dirks, to me, I think is like one of the funniest people. I just think he has a great sense of humor. I think that everything he does, from his parody band, the Hot Country Nights, to some of the video promos and stuff they put together, it's just always hilarious like i feel like we have a similar sense of humor so it was great to sit down with dirks and talk to him all about his brand new 10th studio album gravel and gold which just dropped about a week ago it was so good to talk to him about that you can tell this project was definitely a labor of love for him it's been five years since his last album he actually re-recorded this album three different times which we talked all about so without further ado i hope that you enjoy my conversation with dirks bentley how have you been how are I've been you good i mean i'm excited
2: yeah? to be you know, this album out is a big deal and yeah, it's pretty uh, to be at the finish line. It's kind of, it's kind of surreal. Yeah, <laughs> after three years or, <laughs> and four, five years since uh, burning uh, since the mountain. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Which is crazy because, like, to me, twenty eighteen was two years ago. Like, I was like, how has it been five years since you've been? Yeah, you put an I know. Out?
2: <laughs> I know. It feels like for me, COVID, and for, for, for a lot of people, it's like the it will kind of be the pendulum of my life in some way, like before COVID and after COVID. Yeah. And, and where we were during COVID, and I, you know, I was in Colorado, and I was like, gosh, that's three years ago. And I think about it, you know, my daughter who's in eighth grade now she was in fifth grade. Like, wh- how, that was just yesterday, but yeah. a lot, it's just... Wait, is that... Evie's going to
0: be going to high school next year? Yeah, high school next year. <laughs> year? Oh, my God, Dirk's going to have a high school. That's I crazy. I know,
2: I it's, know. It's just time is, gets to be so... And with the pandemic, it really just... It it kind of messed up our sense of time, you know, order it yeah. thrown off a little bit. But uh, it was a lot of positives for me this, that year of uh living out there and and this is kind of res- uh, the very tail end result of all that time i guess <laughs> God, and coming back to nashville is a big part of the the story too you know this whole idea of gravel and gold and perspective the way you look at something can change it from gravel to gold and that's kind of how nashville is for me i was town's definitely been gravel for a while I've been wanting yeah. to get the, out of here for a long time and i've talked a lot about colorado and colorado and finally when the pandemic hit, I was in Colorado, and it was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It worked out perfect. We're like, finally going to get to do this thing done. that we wanted uh, we're, yeah, to. We're done. We're not moving, going back to Nashville, and we stayed there for a year, but when we came back, my wife wanted to come back, and some of the girls wanted to come back, and um, I kind of came back. Uh, I wasn't that excited to come back, but we moved into a smaller house over in 12 South, and and just uh, I, really, I kind of found that sense of community that I had out in Colorado, and I realized how much I missed like the, the community, and the, the songwriters, and the singers, and musicians, and the studios, and and all the gratitude I had for my career and, and this town. It was like kind of a much needed um, just break that made me come back with a lot more gratitude. And that's really where everything kind of started for mm-hmm. us. I'd been writing songs and working on the album, but that was kind of the that feeling was like, okay, that's what gravel and gold means to me. And I'm kind of got that's now I'm ready to work on the album because I didn't really know what I was going to say <laughs> at that point.
0: <laughs> exactly. And then I was reading that you re recorded some of these songs for the album three times
2: yeah so, so what
0: like what was the thing that you were trying to capture that like you didn't get the first two times that you found in the third one or what was it
2: yeah you know it's, it's, it's so hard to, to put into word music into words right like yeah. I, I i i'm terrible I, I taste whiskey like my my i'm like that's good that's bad
0: that's great <laughs> notes of this wow notes
2: of the, like, yeah, yeah notes of wow <laughs> notes of that's awesome like i can't i don't have the palate to describe what I'm, what I'm what i love about it yet you know and the same as music it's just like you just can kind of tell when it's it's you know it's all good. We're, this is Nashville, Tennessee. We're playing yeah. like the best musicians, the best songwriters. Everything's a B plus or better. But you you, you know you were making your album, especially since it's your tenth album, but all albums. It's like it's got to be like an A plus. And so you know that first time around the studios, um, it was the beginning of it was being twenty one. Is I think March of twenty one, and went in there, with my band, the best musicians and great producers. But we're still wearing masks, you know, and, yeah. and still we got the COVID testing going on. There's like it's like a pharmaceutical. Company or something like, like the vibe needles. is still kind yeah, of nervous. Like, yeah, yeah still you know, you're trying to record that way, and it's like it's so hard. And the studio vibe is such a, to me at least, the way I make records. I mean, you're thinking about in the early days, you know, we used to have a big painting, of poster of Buck Owens, or where we're we going to place that poster of yeah. Buck Owens to inspire the musicians, and someone's lighting a candle, you know, you're trying to like get this vibe created, and you're in there. It just was, it was too early. You know, we're mm-hmm. still trying to dig our way out of this. This, I don't think people realize how much the Pandemic had affected us in that way, you know, just yeah. k- k- being around each other in a enclosed space. So we cut 14 songs, and it ended up being exactly what it needed to be, which is a really great way to get started again. Mm-hmm. And uh I went back in with another producer like six months later, and those some of those same, some same songs were in there as well as some new songs. But it wasn't like it felt um it felt like it really was like a. Good version of one thing that I do, which is like a Burning Man type sound. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like this. Other, I started realizing this is my 10th album and I want to like make sure I include everything that I've done in the last nine albums, like the bluegrass and the traditional country and the fun stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, the only person who's really going to be able to do this is me. So I waited like another six months and went in. I called the musicians and producer, our uh, studio, and I actually ended up calling in some of their friends to help me produce it. And um, at that time, around, I just knew it was right. It's just, yeah. I had the right songs. Um, uh just the right place and right time and you can tell this is it. This is yeah. this is this is gonna be the album. So
0: I feel like it's such a good mix, like you said, of like the different things that you do so well. Like I feel like only you can do beer at my funeral the way that right. you do it and make it work the way that you right. do. Like not everybody can pull that off and you do it in this really fun way. But then you also have this like really introspective side on um something real oh yeah like I I loved that and to me that felt like I I see that in some of the things that I hear you talk about and like moving to Colorado and like Mm. looking for that sense of community like I I see all of that in the record
2: yeah Uh, I appreciate you saying that yeah something real um I mean what I love about there's so many like similarities between this album and my first album and which is crazy and that's my 10th album but just having the time and space you know that first album you have your whole lifetime to work on and your this album because of COVID had basically you know Mm -hmm. three four years to work on and But, you know, it goes back to that same album where that something real, like that search for the truth, you know, that's what brought me to Nashville is trying to find that authentic source of this music. And I got to Music Row, and I'm like, I was so surprised that, you know, the way everyone dressed... Uh, I feel like everyone's kind of trying to be Garth Brooks, you know, and a lot of people <laughs> weren't writing their own songs. Nothing against that. I didn't really yeah. I didn't understand how the, song, the national songwriting community worked at the time. But I'm, I'm saying, oh, this is a business. You know, these people write the songs, these people record the songs, these people tell them to dress a certain way, then you get the music video. I kind of saw more than I, I wanted to see. But I found the authentic source of what I was looking for and in the station in, the little bluegrass bar here in Nashville and in Lower Broadway and the people playing down there, that's where I found the source of music. And so that song kind of speaks to, even now still trying to whether it's from me or, or uh when I'm listening to the radio, just trying to find, you know, that, that something real to yeah. dig my teeth into and how certain songs, you know, the ones with the heartbreak and the, the real stuff are the ones that as a fan you get the most out of. Um so I love that. But um uh, and beer at my funeral though, on the other end of the spectrum, I am known for some funnier songs. Yeah, like Five One Five O. Yeah. And I, when I when I'm driving around my car, I don't always want to hear the sad song. Yeah. I want to hear like a fun song. So that I wrote that I actually wrote with Jim Beavers and, and uh and his brother Brett, who also I wrote Sideways with. Um what was I thinking? It was with Brett. They're Beavers Brothers. A lot of Hot Country Nights is inspired by Jim Beavers. <laughs> He's got the hits and the bits. Um but yeah, that song. You know that song took a while to get right too. The first time I cut it, it, felt a little too kind of Texas, kind of a Texas vibe. Nothing against that, but it's yeah. like one of these songs that like it's that it could have gone that way, or it could be a little more hard charging. I didn't know. I was trying to find the right like take on it, and uh, I yeah. love the first version of it, but then I realized, talking to Jim, I was like, yeah, maybe we should give it a little more of like a, a rock undertone. I don't mm-hmm. know. So it was just trying to get these songs right where. Uh, and you know, it's awesome. When you're cutting somebody's song and you didn't write, there's a lot of pressure to get it the right way. If you exactly. wrote it, it's like you do it however you want to do it. If, if your friend wrote it, you're like, we're going to make sure they like the song too. <laughs> exactly. You know? so we got it right in the third time, I think.
0: That's awesome. What do you feel like you learned about yourself making this record?
2: Oh, man. Well, you know, it's the first record I've really produced. I've always been involved in production. I'm always heavily involved in the whole album, you know, down to the, the font that's on the CD cover. But, you know, calling the musicians and booking the studio and, and kind of get a chance to, you know, be a little more involved in logistics of what mm-hmm. goes on in the album. I learned a lot about that. Um, you know, I think I learned too that I've always I got a pretty good I'm pretty good like intuitively knowing if I if something's going on the right track or not. I can't speak the language. Um,
0: yeah, but you just know right or wrong.
2: Yeah, like I bring it, I brought John Randall in to help. Uh, who I did my bluegrass record with? Everyone knows John now. He's a, you know, won a Grammy with Miranda for his records with her. But He's really good at speaking to musicians and trying to convey a feeling and putting into words that actually mean something to a great a translator. bass player yeah he can translate he's like a muse. he can feel it and like and, and put it into words uh, but um you know i just i have always been pretty good at trusting my instincts and you know doing the work and just knowing that it has to be right so I, I've learned I guess that I still operate in that same way of like it's doing the right thing the right way you know yeah. and not settling for uh for to, for, for mediocrity. Only for me, as much as anybody else. It's not about success, but just about being able to look back at the record and be like, "Hey, we put everything we had into that." And I, I it's not the way I set off to make these things. I, I'm always looking for like the easiest route. I'm like, <laughs> literally, what is the easiest way to make a record? Because, you know, you
0: you just want to be outside playing. Yeah, it's, like it's
2: a beautiful day outside. I got plenty of other interests now. I'm not just the same kid that's like eat up with country music 24 seven. I got other things I want to do. And But there's just there. It's every record takes. It's a little harder, a little longer for some reason. I guess just you, if you're trying to write about you know something real about where you are, this particular place in your life, and it just might take a little bit longer to. Uh, there's less, you know, you can't just always. I for one can't just go write about some you know country lifestyle thing that's not authentic to me. So yeah, there's a little smaller window to shoot for. But um, at the end of the day. I feel probably how I should feel, which is pretty tired, uh, I mean, and and, uh, and and very grateful that uh, we got here and that um, it's it's kind of it's getting a good response so far.
0: That's awesome. Talk about why you wanted "Gold" to be the lead single to represent the album.
2: Well, gosh, I love "Gold." I love the way it feels. It's definitely um, it's. I wrote that with Luke Dick and it has that Luke. I Dick knew kind as soon as I heard yeah. of that
0: song, I was like, "God, Luke Dick's all yeah. over this." I know.
2: <laughs> I wrote with Luke and Ashley and um, and Ross and. It was a cool song because we didn't have a hook that day. Luke came with a little bit of an idea, and he and Ross started kind of working on that, and Ashley and I were kind of talking over here about kind of some lyrical stuff going. We had this gold thing going, gold, 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 and we rode our way into that hook, which is always a fun way to write a song. Mm -hmm. We actually write it right there on the spot. It might be gravel, but it feels like gold. And uh, super fun writing it. Um, I love the message. It speaks a lot to me about that first verse about Nashville. It's like, you know, and this album is a lot about about coming back to Nashville, about, how much time you spend actually in the rainbow looking for this pot of gold? Yeah. You're already in the rainbow. You're already there. You're, <laughs> you're living it. the dream. Why do you keep looking over there? Like you're in it right now. You can just like, and uh, you know the idea of the mountains and always trying to get to the top, but recognizing sometimes just you know it's even at the bottom the views is, is great. And just I love the. It had some. It felt like it had some deep. You know, not super deep lyrics, but deeper lyrics than like a beers on me thing that I put up before, which is really kind of a. a Palette cleanser and a gift to my fans after a couple hard years. Just a fun song. So had some good lyrics and I uh, love the way the energy of it and um, I love the message.
0: It's such a great song. I have Thank a couple you. rapid fire questions sure. for listeners for you that we'll do. What is uh, your least favorite chore?
2: God, I do so much chore. I mean, we, my wife and I both do. It's just endless laundry, endless. Dishwasher, you know. At what
0: point in your life do you like find somebody to help with the laundry?
2: <laughs> you know what? You, uh, you never, I, we have someone that helps us, but I'm always very, you're always afraid to ask. He's like, yeah. do you mind doing like the way it is out there now? It's like you're use the, it's just like, just, yeah, it's like, I hate asking anybody to do the laundry. And we, That's like
0: the one show that, yeah, it's like, it's hard to get somebody to like, hey, can you come and fold all this? Yeah, place? no, we,
2: we have someone that helps us, but we're, the machine runs 24 7. I got three kids. And, nonstop. And yeah, you know, you it's just nonstop. So the laundry, um, and the dishwasher, but probably laundry. It's just you know, it's just such a pain. Oh my god, so it just never odd. ends. The folding, it just <laughs> it never ends. It never ends. Yeah, laundry for sure.
0: What animal or insect are you most scared of?
2: Ooh, um, I I don't I don't really like snakes. P- Crocodile does that count? Yeah, I no, it does. Alligators and crocodiles, they freak me <laughs> out. They're so prehistoric and they just like sneak attack and
0: something about that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. What was the last book you read?
2: Oh, uh, I just finished John Meacham's book on uh, Abraham Lincoln.
0: Oh, how was that? It was
2: great. He all he he won the Pulitzer for uh, Thomas Jefferson book he wrote. But um,
0: what'd you learn about Abe that you didn't know before?
2: Well, those times are so interesting. You know, when Abe was running for Abe, when he was running, is the 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 country was. It's very similar to how we were in 2020. It's just mm. very divided. And and you now obviously he was shot. You know, it was very. Uh, it was just and just the Civil War. You know that, that it just don't really it could have really gone either way on some different occasions, you right. know, it's just, so, it's history, it all looks very clean and simple and it's in a book, but yeah, it was, and it, you know, he had to walk a very fine line between different parties, you know, his own party and and uh, obviously the South and that's um, oh, a great book, it really was. I'll check that out. He's exhausted all the time. So like, <laughs> yeah, that's what is <laughs> the takeaway. Yeah, he's
0: awesome. exhausted. Dirks, thanks so much for the oh, Thank today. you. It's great it. to see you. The album is awesome.
2: Thank I'm you. So thanks excited. for coming all the way over. And, yeah, and, no and, and problem. I appreciate it.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.